Hi, my name is Mike McCabe. I'm a member of the Pro Bono Committee. And as part of the firm's celebration of Pro Bono Week, we are speaking with a number of attorneys who have made significant contributions to the firm's pro bono efforts. And I have the privilege to speak with Matt Hank, a partner in the Philadelphia office, and Dan Kim, an associate in the Chicago office, about uh, their contributions to the firm's pro bono efforts. Dan, let's start with you. Can you tell us about the pro bono project that you are working on? Yeah, sure, uh, Mike. Uh, It's a veterans claim that Matt and I are handling before the court of appeals for veterans claims. It's a, it's an article one court out in Washington, DC. And there are, they are in effect the, um, I guess you can, the court of last resort as it, as it pertains to veterans claims uh, as veterans navigate the, uh, the bureaucracy that is the current claims administration process. Matt, can you tell us how you got involved in pro bono efforts on behalf of veterans? Dan and I had this idea shortly after we, we both were involved in forming the Littler Veterans Initiative, which is a, a new attempt in the firm uh, to do a number of things, one of which is to, is to promote the outreach for veterans in need. And when, when we thought about that concept, we decided to pursue a pro bono opportunity with a group called the Veterans Consortium, which helps veterans who, among other things, need to obtain benefits for injuries they, they obtained in service. So Dan and I found our organization. We found a case that we thought suited our abilities, and the rest was history. Oh, that's outstanding. Dan, can you tell us a little bit about the nuts and bolts of what you're doing on this particular project? Well, I think I think from a 10,000-foot overview, this is really just this is an appellate review. Um, what we're doing is that our particular clients had you know, filed a claim for benefits, uh, was previously denied several times. And then they, he went before something called the Board of Veterans Claims, and which denied his claim. And this is where we kick in. Um, you know, we as attorneys poured through the record to identify potential areas to appeal and basically get a favorable outcome for the clients. And this is something that, you know, I guess uh, as a brand new associate, it's not something that you really work on in uh, typical employment litigation matters. We don't really typically handle, you know, appellate level review issues. So this was something that was a great experience uh, for me, particularly also great experience of communicating with our individual client who is um, very, very uh, gracious that, you know, we got involved in this situation because primarily a lot of these veterans are kind of stuck on the wind. uh, If they don't have counsel, Um, they're left on their own to process these claims and figure out what the legalese they got to understand so they can, you know, properly present an issue for review before the appellate court. Matt, do you have a sense of the need that exists among veterans to get the type of assistance that you and Dan are providing in connection with this appellate review? From what we can see from our first case, Mike, the the need is extensive because the administrative and legal process for attaining benefits is Byzantine and frustrating. And if you're not sophisticated, it's easy to fall through the cracks. To illustrate what I'm talking about, our client served in the Army between 1976 and 1979. While he was in the Army, he complained to the medics about foot pain. The medic who happened to treat him was, was fairly low ranking and it appears didn't document the pain all that much. After his discharge, as his life went on, the pain that started in the Army has increased. And he's been in a process now that is in its 22nd year in trying to attain benefits and that has 
exhibited some flaws that, that are frustrating. I'll put it as mildly as I can. If this happened to our client, I, I suspect it's happened to a lot of other people out there, which is why groups like the Veterans Consortium exist and, and why we're so happy to help that group. And in connection with those who have an interest in assisting veterans, and I don't think there's any dispute that this is a tremendous cause for uh, Littler attorneys to get involved in and assist, what can they do if they don't have experience in this area, and I assume many don't, to obtain the training or mentoring or have a subject matter expert from the consortium to, to help out? Well, I, I want to begin by saying as clearly as I can, you don't have to be a veteran to volunteer for these cases. If you are a veteran, it doesn't particularly help. This is a fairly nuanced area of the law, but it's not hard to pick up. The Veterans Consortium will train you. The training process is effective. It's not horribly time-consuming. When you graduate from that process, the Veterans Consortium will assign you a case that's appropriate for your relative level of experience. And then when you have that case, they assign a mentor to you with whom you can discuss ideas and you can show that person your draft brief. So at no point are you in over your head. And I think Dan and I, this is our first case. We've both just gone through that process. We've had a good experience. So if you're listening to this and helping veterans you think appeals to you, please don't be daunted. If you're not a veteran, that's perfectly okay. And don't be daunted if you haven't worked in this area of the law before, because the consortium will, will give you everything you need to do a good job. And when you get involved in this process and you really start directly working with the client and you, you hear how much the client appreciates that work in, in his voice, it, it goes a long way. Great. And, and let me ask, what have you gained personally and professionally from doing pro bono work? We know that for our paying clients, they are often pleased when we have provided assistance to them. And when we get them a result that's consistent with their expectations, they are very thankful. But in connection with providing pro bono services in particular to the client here, can you just kind of describe what it means? Well, personally, I think just, just like any other paying client, you know, our particular client is definitely just appreciative of the fact that he has had counsel for the first time in his, you know, 20 plus year journey of, uh, you know, basically lit litigating his claim. And I think that that in and of itself is, was, was tremendously gratifying. I think, I think for the most part, just because I, you know, he's, he's not particularly somebody who I, who strikes me as somebody who'd be intimately involved with the legal process. I mean, he might not even have an attorney, a family attorney on retainer. Uh, this, so, so his interaction with us, I think very well might be the first interaction he's had personally with the legal system. Um, and I, th I think in that regards, um, I think that was personally gratifying to, sh you know, share with another fellow, you know, citizen of this country that, you know, we have legal systems in place. We are a society of a rule of law. And although it might take some time, you know, it can help solve your problem. And I, I, uh, professionally, the greatest benefit, I guess, for me was that I had no idea on how the veterans claim system worked going into this case. Um, and in fact, you know, there were several other pro bono opportunities that came across my desk that I didn't really jump at, mainly because of my hesitancy of getting involved in an area of law that I'm not too familiar with. I am pretty well-versed in veterans law now. And I think this whole experience has taught me that, you know, for example, for a paying client, if somebody asks me if I am familiar with a particular statute, I'm not going to just throw up my hands and say, no, I'm going to say, well, let me look into it for you and I'll get you an answer. And I think this is, this has kind of helped me get, gain more confidence in, in doing those sorts of projects. That's wonderful. And let me ask you too, in conclusion here, 
Do you have any words of wisdom for uh, Littler attorneys who are thinking about getting involved in pro bono work? You should do it. I mean, first of all, as a matter of giving back to society, we at Littler are all very fortunate. This is something we all have the expertise to do, pro bono work in general. So if you're not doing it, really try to make the time to do it. It's the right thing to do. And it's also rewarding for all the reasons Dan just mentioned. When you are the first lawyer who really has made somebody feel heard and you can tell that person you have a plan to help them and get involved and you hear the gratitude in the person's voice, you know, not only is the right thing to do, but it's also a personally rewarding thing to do as a lawyer. I enjoy it immensely and you may too. I want to thank uh, Matt Hank and Dan Kim for their time and uh, explaining the work that they're doing for this very important cause. On behalf of the pro bono committee, thank you for what you are doing in connection with your pro bono work. And please look forward to additional podcasts that we'll be having featuring other Littler attorneys and their efforts on behalf of pro bono. Thank you for your time. Thank you. And thanks for the support of the pro bono committee. Thank you.